We continue our 10 minutes of meaning. I want to thank our sponsors of the series for the year. Chani and Lenny Grunstein in memory of Chani's father, Aaron Ben Yitzhak, Mr. Aaron Tembor, is Neshama Shadav and Aliyah. We are on the 11th parak of Mesil Sashar and the Ramchal has been charting a course for us about how to be the best version of ourselves, how to live our lives to their fullest. First he spoke about and we uh, investigated the concept or the quality of Zahirus how to live a life of mindfulness and caution, how to be present in every thought and every action and every communication, and therefore not to do or say or think things that we will later regret, to train our minds to fully be present. And then we moved on to Zerizus. Once we've acquired the attribute, the quality of being present, of being mindful, of being thoughtful, of being conscientious, now we can unleash our Zerizus, our alacrity, our enthusiasm, our zeal. You see, if Zerizus came before Zahirus, the person who simply unleashes their enthusiasm is bound for destruction and devastation. Because if you are recklessly plowing forward without identifying the potential obstacles and pitfalls, then you are sure to sabotage your own success. First comes Zahirus, mindfulness, cautiousness. Then comes Zrizus, alacrity, zeal, which brings us up to the quality of Nikias. Nikias is the ability to purge from our own mind, our own heart, all of those distractions, temptations, all of those demons and voices of self-destruction. You see, Zahirus means, I know I still love potato chips, and I love them at midnight, so I'm going to be mindful and try not to eat them. Zrizus means, I'm going to be a Zoris to go to the gym, to exercise, to work out. But Nikias means I get to the level that unhealthy food doesn't even tempt me. I have no desire. I look at it as poison. And then I'm, enjoy the cookies and <laughs> coffee. And the Ramchal walks us through this notion that Nikias is not easy. It is an incredibly difficult and challenging midah, quality. Moreover, one does not acquire Nikias entirely or universally. You don't purge every bad quality, voice, temptation simultaneously from your repertoire. One by one we identify what we need to work on, what we want to and should and could live without, and then we try to conquer it so much that not only is our behavior crafted in such a way that we don't fall prey to it, but much more than that in our mind. So we're on the, uh, on the 11th chapter, going through the Proteimidus and Nikias, the details. And the Ramchal has been focusing in on Gezel, on stealing, on being a thief or a robber, something that none of us would ever identify ourselves as. We would never be tempted to do. Who would break into a neighbor's home? Who would reach into a neighbor's pocket and steal their wallet? And yet, the Ramchal shared with us so many aspects in our own lives where we violate Gezel. Most people every day, the Gemara tells us, violate Gezel in one form or another. We make a promise or a pledge, I'll meet you there at that time, and then we're running late. I'll follow through, and then we let it fall, we drop it. We don't necessarily follow what we say. We steal with our words, we mislead people, we misrepresent things, we exaggerate stories. And perhaps even those who bend corners, reporting their tax returns, or how they calculate their profit, or the wages of their workers, Perhaps we bill our clients or customers rounding up instead of rounding down. Maybe we went home with supplies from the office that weren't really ours or made copies on the machine that we weren't entitled to do. All of these that seem benign and they seem insignificant and inconsequential in truth maybe are inconsequential in the world of Dine Mominos, but in the world of our own character and morality. If we can't be true and honest, if we don't have integrity in how we carry ourselves, then who are we and what are we? So the Ramchal writes, Adin notes in Kari Gezel Chefetz, Gazel, 
the Gezelzman Gazel. The Ramchal creates here a parallel. And he says, just like if you steal an object and you try to perform a noble deed with that object, we call that a mitzvah haba ba'avera. Your kategor nasa sanegor. That which should have been uh, representing you, advocating for you, becomes your biggest, your biggest uh, critic. It accuses you. If you try to take an object that you stole and you do a good thing with it, you steal money and you give staka, you steal a lulav and you try to shake it and do something noble, you steal time and you try to fill it with some noble activity. So Ramchal equates the stealing of an object of a chayfetz and gezozman is gazel. If you steal time, you have stolen. You've stolen something that cannot be replaced. Objects in theory can be replaced, compensation can be made, but you can never replace someone else's time. Time is moving. No one's yet figured out how to slow it down or make it stop. Or in other cases, desire to speed it up if a person's going through a difficult time or experience. We can't control time and we also can't replace time. Time is arguably the most valuable and precious commodity in this world because it's literally irreplaceable. Irreplaceable. If you work harder, you can make more money, you can get more things. But no matter what you do, you can never create more time. And therefore, when you take someone else's time, when you stole their time, when you wasted their time, when their time when their time was fruitless and non-productive and inefficient, you cannot replace that time. That's a form of gezel. So a person says, check my tax returns. Look at my bank statements. Follow the video footage. I've never stolen from anyone. I'm pure. I'm nucky. My integrity is not in question. But then you look and you say, you know, you said you were going to pick them up at this time. You ran late. You said you were going to meet them at this coffee or for lunch and you weren't there. You stole someone else's time. You wasted their time. You're supposed to start a shear at a certain time, and you start it several minutes in, people are just sitting there, and you steal someone's time. That too, says the Ramchal, is a form of gezel. Now, if you expand out this Ramchal and our sense of responsibility and obligation, then we all have a employer. We all have a boss, we all have a master to whom we owe our time. His name is the Ribbon Shalom, the Almighty. He's given us the greatest blessing and gift of being in this world, and he's empowered us and enriched us with qualities and attributes and skills and talents. And he said, go use your time to its fullest. Go use your time to make the biggest difference that you can. And when we squander our time, when we're unproductive and inefficient with the talents and skills and gifts that Hashem has given us, we've stolen from Him. The Avram Zakein Baba Yamim says the Pasuk, Mepharshim explain, Chazal explain, Avram Zakein ba bayamim, that Avram got old and ba, he came bayamim with his days. What does that mean? It's a very inefficient way of describing that Avram aged. What it means is Avram Zakein, that when he got older, ba bayamim, you know who was the biggest testimony to him? Who came and spoke on his behalf? Ba, he came bayamim with his days. His days testified that he lived them to their fullest. Now, our living our days to their fullest doesn't mean we're not entitled to relax or to rest or for relaxation, that we're not entitled to re-energize. It doesn't mean that you have to be on overdrive every minute of every day. It means that we have to be calculated and strategic and thoughtful, that we have to be accountable for how we use our time, accountable to our boss and accountable to our family and accountable to those whom we made promises. But most of all, accountable to HaKadosh Baruch who's given us that time and told us how to fill it. And when we violate His will and His word, then Gezel Zman Gozel. We've stolen from Him. 
Av gozos hazman v'osabel mitzvah nasas anegoro kategoro. If you utilize stolen time to do a mitzvah, so you're sitting at work and your boss is paying you for your time and you're sitting there chazering the daf, so we applaud you. We love that you're chazering the daf. It's geshmak. We're going to attend your siyamashas. But you learn the daf on someone else's time. You've stolen from the boss. If you did it on your lunch hour, it's one thing. If the boss encourages you in downtime at work, you want to learn, God bless. Good for you. Tavu Allah and bracha. But if you don't have that permission and you're stealing time to learn, you're stealing time to do even noble deeds and good things, you've stolen. It's on someone else's account. We don't think of it that way. Because we look at the bottom line and the, how noble and righteous the activity. But we have to see it in the bigger picture. We're living in a time where things are skewed and distorted. And we only reward and applaud those who can show the bottom line of Torah, learning of mitzvahs and so on. But it has to be in a bigger con- context. Those learning the daf are very familiar right now. Mesechus brachos. It's an, an amazing. It jumps off the page to me each time Chazal tell us about what the worker should skip. A modified consolidated benching. A modified consolidated Shemona Esrei. Don't even climb out of the tree because you're not entitled to take that time away from your boss. And we think about it in our time, eh, the boss is some manuvel, some guy, so that I'm going to do a mitzvah. I should daven and chuckle and have the longest shmon esrei, and I'll get back there when I get back there. I'm doing a favor for him. That's not how Chazal saw it. We have our own honesty and integrity issues. It's a mitzvah, bo ba'averu, that Amchal says. Gozos, hazman, vosibo, mitzvah, nasa, sanegoro, kategoro. If you're shuckling too long, if you take too long, even for a righteous, noble deed, but you do it without permission, you've stolen the time of the person you owe it to. And that too is a violation. It's a violation of their trust. It's a violation of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's will. It's a violation of our own integrity and dignity. The Ramchal now goes on in the next sentence and says something amazing, something so important. He says, you know, you know what the opposite is? You know what the antidote to this is? You know what Hashem wants? Emunah. What does Emunah mean here? This is the Ramchal. 500 years ago was the first Emunah WhatsApp, the first Emunah chat, first Emunah campaign, the first Emunah. He doesn't mean Emunah in the classic sense of Emunah. He's using the word Emunah here to mean honesty. Emunah at its core, Nasata Nasata Be'amuna, the Gemara Shabbos tells us when we all come upstairs after 120 on the list of questions that we will be asked is, did we do our business Be'amunah? Did we do our business faithfully, honestly, with integrity, were we trustworthy? That's what a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants. He wants us to live lives of Be'amuna. And it's not a coincidence that those words go together. Emuna, trust and faith in Hashem. Emuna, honesty and integrity. Because a person who has really has faith and trust in Hashem lives and operates in this world with trust and integrity. Meaning to say, if I really believe that Hashem provides what I need, I would never take advantage of you. I would never steal from you. I would never take your time or your objects. I would never take advantage of your trust. If a person lives be'amunah in Hashem, then that influences the way that they do their umnus. That too is not a coincidence. We use the same word, emunah and umnus. And umnus is a job, a profession, a career. The way that we earn our income, our umnus, our very profession must be practiced be'amunah with a sense of faith and trust in Hashem, recognizing that if I really believe that I'm an Evan Hashem, I'm here to serve Him, I'll never cut corners, I'll never report distorted things, I'll never not follow my word, I'll never run late, I'll never make promises I can't deliver. If I really believe that Hashem wants me to live a certain life and lifestyle, if I really believe He will deliver for me, I never need to take, I never need to exaggerate 
from anyone else. What Hashem wants from us is lives of emuna, emuna in every area, but especially emuna in our umnus. I mentioned yesterday in the Parsha Shir, and we spoke about it in the Siddur snippets with Ashrei. Karov Hashem will this. Karov Hashem lachol karov, lachol Hashem is close with all the Kualtem, but all the Kualtem, how? Be'emes. So the simple understanding of calling out to him means that you're sincere and genuine and authentic in the way that you daven. However, some of Hashem explain what it means to all who call out to him, but be'emes, they live lifestyles of emes. You see, if you lie and you cheat and you steal and you're ruthlessly competitive in business and you take advantage of others and your word is not your bond and you run late and you make promises you don't deliver and then you call out to Hashem so righteously and you shuckle fervently, Hashem says, seriously? Seriously, I should answer you when that's the way you behave there? Karov Hashem l'chol is close to all who call out to Him. L'chol yikru'u, but you have to call out to Him. How? Not just the manner in which you call out to Him, but our very lifestyle as a whole has to be be'emes. Emes dikayidin. We have to live lives of emuna. We have to be faithful in our relationship with Hashem, faithful in our relationship with others. Have a great day.